Welcome to the Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of Newsbomb Transportation, where we explore key issues and compelling stories in the trucking industry. I'm your host, Dayton Rumbled, and you're listening to episode 108, On Mission with Lifesong for Orphans. Newsbomb has different benevolence partners. Today we discuss with Lifesong about how they went from a family and food company to helping orphans around the world, how a farmer named Gobina inspired a coffee company without even knowing it, and how core values can change our lives. And now please tune in to this featured exchange. Welcome back to the Terminal Exchange, episode 108. I think <laughs> I messed up the numbers before, and I want to make sure I get it right. I think it's 108. Daniel's giving me a thumbs up, so glad to know it. We got Corey in the house. Corey in the house. Yeah, what is up, Corey? Here. Good to be here, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for being here. It's pretty special that you would do this. Corey's representing Lifesong, Lifesong for Orphans. Yes, yes. Yeah, so very special encounter today. Uh, Newsbomb supports different organizations as a company. At the end of the year, there'll be a, a time of giving each quarter, a time of giving from the company, uh, from our profits. And Lifesong is, is one of the people that we support. So really excited to get to learn about what is Lifesong, what is the mission, and then a little personally, how did Corey, how did you get involved in Lifesong? So uh, to start, yeah, could you fill us in a little bit about who you are? Have you always grown up in Bloomington Normal? Are you? Um, what are your passions, hobbies? So, if you could yeah. give us a little bit about who you are, Corey. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, thanks, first of all, for all the support Newsbomb gives to LifeSong and individual employees. It's mm. been a great partnership, and we're we're very grateful for that. So yeah. Hopefully, what I share today is uh, encouraging and meaningful um, yeah. to the partnership. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, I grew up uh, in a small town nearby, Roanoke, Illinois. Uh, several of the employees probably are familiar with yeah. Roanoke. Yep, Daniel's and, uh, waving Daniel, his hand. Yeah, Daniel's <laughs> hometown guy. Yeah. Um, went to Chicago, actually started at ICC, ended up in Chicago uh, for physical therapy. Okay. And, uh, and um, treated up there for a couple of years, moved back here to central Illinois, and mm-hmm. have lived in Bloomington Normal ever since. Hmm. Got married when I was in Chicago, and uh, we have six kids, okay. youngest two through adoption. Mm-hmm. I can share a little bit more about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a good journey, and I have been connected with Lifesong really from the beginning. Tell a little bit about how that started. Um, but really have only been on staff for the last 12 years. Lifesong's been around for about 22 years. Mm. So wow. watched it grow, and then <clears throat> uh, felt God calling to get involved so yeah so 12 years yeah yeah that's a, that's a good amount of time and for some reason i always thought that you always worked for lifesong so you went from a physical therapist to working yeah. for like a nonprofit for orphans yeah so yeah how'd that kind of happen yeah so i've always had a heart for kids when i was praying about what to do with my career mm-hmm. um loved the medical field got involved in physical therapy and, mm. and treated kids with special needs for several years worked for a local uh nonprofit, easter seals here mm-hmm. in bloomington and peoria um 
went back, got my MBA early on, hmm. and then um, at, at, over time started shifting a little bit more from clinical to uh, administration. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, like I said, just watched Lifesong as it started as a private foundation mm-hmm. and got more involved in orphan care and always thought my career path would be with uh, therapy and yeah. clinical services. And then through a series of events, ended up feeling called to make the move and yeah. and have never looked back. Love it. Yeah. Really cool. That, yeah. It's a cool story to hear that switch. Sometimes we end up doing stuff we don't ex- expect us in yeah. our lives to do. Yeah. And it's the way God kind of works is. Yeah. The path is usually not very uh, <laughs> straight and linear. Yeah. The unexpected you know, it, it way. It definitely takes turns. But you're so. still fulfilling that physical therapist calling a little bit, you know, with your kids and yeah. I, some of your hobbies. Yep. You know, you like to run. Yeah. Is, yeah, for sure. Is that right? Yeah. And, and PT has come back uh, at different times to be valuable, even with Lifesong. Hmm. Um, we've had kids overseas that we work with that hmm. have special needs. I've taken a couple wheelchairs, adapted wheelchairs over to Ethiopia when we've hmm. gone and had kids in the field that have had various needs that mm. have been able to speak into a little yeah. bit. So mm. still get to use it. That's really cool. It has a purpose in yeah. everything we do, right? You did all that school and you did the master's and it's like, oh, am I, and you switch careers, like, am I going to use that? And yeah. you, you still were able to use that. Yeah. So yeah, it still comes in handy. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your hobbies. What do you like to do outside of work? Yeah, well, you mentioned running. Uh, our family's a big running family mm-hmm. involved with cross country and track. And yeah. um, <laughs> I picked up running a little bit later in life. Never liked it when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, as I've gotten older, just love to run and yeah. have even done a race with you, you and Hope. So that was fun. Yeah. The marathon relay last year. And yeah. So I've had some special uh times with my kids with that we'll travel and you know when we're overseas we'll mm-hmm. go for a run or yeah when we're on vacation in a new place it's it's yeah. always fun so that's a big thing uh love movie we love watching movies together mm-hmm. spend a lot of time with the family mm-hmm. um very involved with church yeah uh, sunday school teaching mm-hmm. our high school bible class and mission trips with them and yeah so, yeah keeps the schedule full it does yeah yeah and so that's a little bit of how I got connected with Corey. I first met him uh, through church, and I saw he had like a, a running watch on. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you like right, to yeah. run?" And he's like, "Yeah, I like to run." And that's and then uh, later I did a race with Corey. It was a relay race, so in Champagne, yeah, so passed the baton on, and so that's a little bit how I got to meet him. And then we had the opportunity uh, to reach out to Lifesong, and you know, threw it out there to anyone in Lifesong that would want to, you know, step up. To do it and uh Corey's doing it so it's kind of fun that yeah. you get that personal side and also yep. um on the business side so yeah, yeah this is really special well, coming into newsbaum there's so many good friends here right <laughs> yeah. shout out to chris and rick right and drew and all yeah. the fellas there he's giving you a hard time about going to the gym and oh, yeah. he's calling you slow and yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's cool um looking at some of these other uh questions if you could have an ideal Saturday, what would you do? Oh, man. Uh, ideal Saturday. I love to sleep in, mm-hmm. so that's a that's a good Saturday. Um, I love cross-country and fall football season, yeah. and so a lot of our fall Saturdays will get up and head out to the course, watch my boys run. Mm. Uh, they had a, such a fun team this year over at U-High. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're big Michigan football fans. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing a few 
boos out there. As I say that. <laughs> um, so we had a fun year this past fall. When yeah. They uh, ran the table and won the national championship. Yeah. So yeah. That, was, that made for a fun Saturday. Right. Most Saturdays. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we'll have some family activity going on. Yeah. Uh, maybe go out with friends that evening. So. Mm. Yeah. Staying active. Yeah. And I heard about this race that you're doing. Yeah. You're going to do a big race coming up? Yeah. Yeah. I had a chance. I know you're a marathoner <laughs> multiple times, and uh, I had a chance to run it with my daughter, run mm-hmm. Chicago Marathon a couple of years ago. And, mm-hmm. uh, it was a grind, but it was such a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we loved doing it together. And my boys, I got twins that are graduating this year and mm-hmm. um, have been thinking about wanting to do it with them. So mm-hmm. we finally pulled the trigger and signed up. And yeah running it in yeah. October. So. Again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago's a big race. It is. It's huge. Yeah. I think they have close to 40,000 that run it. It's and insane. Then, uh, over, I want to say about 1.7 million spectators. Is it really? So, a lot of encouragement along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think they say you go through about 29 different neighborhoods up there. So a lot yeah. of a lot of different ethnicities passing through. And yeah. Very cool to see so. Chicago from that way. Yeah. Yeah. You could yeah, wear it's awesome. some t-shirt sponsor the whole way in front of 1.7 million. Or <laughs> my Nussbaum trucking shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a way to do it. Um, it's cool to hear about your Saturdays. Uh, serious question. Do you drink Gobina by the ball- gallon? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we love Gobina coffee. Okay. Uh, do you guys serve Gobina here? We do. All we right. got Gobina. Good. So should have got you a cup before yeah. we came in here. What was I thinking? Yeah. We, uh, I always start my morning with a pot at home and okay. fill up my mug and head on in. And then with it being roasted right there yeah. in the building next door, we always have fresh Gobina brewed at mm. the office. And yeah, so it's always of, going. A lot of us are addicts there. Really? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. A couple cups a day. Oh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I, I think we'll get into it. How is Lifesong connected with Gobina? And uh, that, that's part of the story, too, yeah. of, of how everything works. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah, so maybe I'll start by just saying how Lifesong grew and evolved, yeah. and, and that could lead into the Gobina partnership. That'd and, be great. Um, years ago, local businessman uh, Gary Ringer out of Gridley, Illinois, he was in the feed business, pig feed, mm-hmm. with his father, and um, he got excited about the food business side of things and wanted to grow a food company. Yeah. Uh, they they started dabbling and um, he started stressing out a little bit. They weren't making money and mm-hmm. realizing that as they're making food for human consumption, there could be some higher risk than uh, mm-hmm. producing feed for animals. And so yeah. he started going through a bit of a depression. Uh, he's a man of faith. And so yeah. ramped up his prayer life and really felt like God was calling him to shift his paradigm. At the time, he told his wife, hey, we're going to get rich, retire young, live the American dream. Right. It's a very successful company. Yeah, well, like. it wasn't at the time. Oh, really? So uh, he he was struggling and, and he realized God maybe was calling him to something different. Yeah. So he and his dad wrote out a, a covenant that if the company ever succeeded, and they sold it, they would use the proceeds for kingdom purposes. Hmm. Didn't, didn't know what that meant at the time, and, and the company wasn't succeeding. Um, fast forward probably at least 10 years later, um, in early 2000s, he ended up getting some interest from an international food company. Okay, uh, Ringer Foods had grown quite yeah. a bit at that time, and they ended up selling to a company, Carry Foods. Um, mm-hmm. And for those who know Gridley, uh, they were on the 
west side of town, there was a vacant large uh, warehouse on the east side of town yeah. that they ended up buying at a fraction of the original asking price. Wow. And they plowed some of the proceeds back into that uh, to expand business again yeah. and then started a private foundation. Uh, the foundation was called TMG, the Mana Group Foundation. Okay. Um, and they're, originally they were praying about what, what would God have us do mm -hmm. um, you know, with these proceeds. And uh, Gary and Marla Ringer had known of a couple families locally that were in the adoption process and found, found out that they were going to have quite a bit of debt. Uh, because of the cost of adoption and yeah. just didn't didn't want that for those families yeah. felt like no family should be uh, limited from bringing a child home based mm -hmm. on fun funding so they started providing some resources from the foundation mm -hmm. and a good friend of mine Andy Lehman that several would know here got involved with uh, TMG Foundation early on mm -hmm. and they developed this uh, model to give matching grants to mm -hmm. adoptive families um, that then their friends and family, their local church could support them as well. Mm -hmm. So they might give a $3,000 matching grant, family raises another six, eight, ten thousand $10,000, and now they have some significant funds to go towards their adoption. Yeah. It sounds like it's a pretty expensive process. Yeah. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. yeah. Both international and domestic. Mm -hmm. Some adoptions can be upwards of fifty, sixty, even $70,000. Wow. So... So that's been huge. That was the kind of the origin of Lifesong. We weren't called Lifesong at that point. Yeah. It was just a private foundation. And then they got invited to go on a vision trip to Ukraine mm -hmm. years ago. There was a woman that had a humanitarian aid type ministry over there mm -hmm. taking you know, supplies into local orphanages. And she was getting older, wanted to pass the ministry on. And Gary would say it's another point in his journey where he feels like God broke him. Mm. Um, he was feeling at the time like, man, we we can't afford to run a, a full-fledged international ministry out of this foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would say he feels like God challenged him at that time. It's not about you or your you know foundation or your efforts. It's about me and my church, my work around the globe. Mm -hmm. So they stepped in inter international orphan care at the time. There was a individual there, Dennis, uh, who they were working with. And he had a vision of getting the local church involved in mm -hmm. orphan care uh, to help break the cycle. Mm -hmm. um, it's common in places like Eastern Europe or others, uh, other parts of the world where kids that grow up without family and structure when they age out and they're on their own, uh, the statistics are pretty dire. A lot mm -hmm. of crime, drugs, prostitution, suicide, yeah. imprisonment. And so they were, their goal was, how do we break this cycle for these kids? Mm -hmm. So they started going into local orphanages, uh, partnering with these uh, institutions to yeah. provide care, provide mentorship, discipleship. Hmm. And over time, they built relationships with these kids. And now 20 years later, some of those kids are now running the ministry over there. We mm. have camps, we have farms uh, hmm. that, that were developed and young men and women are working on. and. Yeah. adoptive families there in Ukraine. And of course, people know of the war that's going on now. Mm, and right. they're uh, truly in the in the battle, mm. right? They're right there in Ukraine. Right. And that's all happening there. Yeah. So that, that started from a vision trip with, uh, at the time, it was the foundation. There wasn't yes. Lifesong yet. Yes. So through that, they, and then Lifesong came, started that discipleship programs and helping... Um, yeah. Taking care of orphanages and 
Is, is that right? Yeah. So Do the organization at the time uh, back in 03 was called Life International. Okay. And we took it over. About a year later, we discovered there was another Life International. It's kind of a funny story. We got a, a pretty large contribution from somebody uh, for Life International. And then a little bit later found out that that individual was meaning to give it to this other oh, organization. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so we realized yeah. we are going to have to go through a name change, and that's where Life Song for Orphans was born hmm. out of. Uh, Gary and Marla are big into music. And right. Really felt like uh, a song with life yeah. or a life with song was a, um, yeah. a, a goal of theirs. And so hmm. Uh, the funny thing is that individual that made that gift has become a, a major partner of Life Songs really? for many years. So that's so cool. God used the uh, mistake. Yeah, we of course sent the donation on to the proper organization, <laughs> but maintained a partner. So they must left a good impact. Yeah. Like, who yeah. are these people? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, I won't, yeah. So then I'll just keep going. Yeah, it, go for it. Evolved it evolved from one site in Ukraine to several locations around the globe. They mm -hmm. had connections in places like Zambia, Africa, or mm -hmm. India, or Ethiopia. And so some schools and um, homes were born out of that. Mm. Um, and then around 2012, when I came on, they were starting to engage their sixth orphan care partnership in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. It was called Village of Hope. And uh, at that time, the model shifted a little bit. The first several that LifeSong mm -hmm. got involved with were essentially started by LifeSong, run by LifeSong. Yeah. What we've done more recently is projects like this one in Guatemala mm -hmm. or several other partners around the globe in Haiti, uh, Tanzania, mm -hmm. Cambodia, Thailand. There were people already working in those locations that needed a, kind of a parent company, a mm -hmm. back office. And yeah. so LifeSong has become that that home office for many of these these partner organizations. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's how we've expanded our orphan care footprint. We're now in 15 different countries. Wow. Um, serving over 10,000 kids. Yeah. Uh, we have what we call our four-part pledge where we want to go deep with each child we serve, similar to what I want to do with my own kids. Yeah. I want to make sure they're discipled in the gospel, yeah. which is the first, first pledge, know how mm -hmm. to follow Jesus. Uh, we want them to be cared for well, mm -hmm. to be safe, have food, clothing, medical care. Yeah. Um, we want them to get a quality education because mm. in a lot of these places, these kids just don't have that opportunity. Yeah. And then as they age and either graduate from the schools that they're in or um, age out of an orphanage that they're in, we want them to transition yeah. well into adulthood, be able to be a productive, functioning member of society, yeah. uh, hopefully start their own families, mm. have a, have a good viable job yeah so and that can be challenging when you're working with that many kids in an environment like yeah. some of these african countries for sure war-torn ukraine or right places, places very like challenging that. and you said most of the time it's locals running those yeah yep. okay. we, we do have some folks from the u.s that serve in at some of our sites uh, but I would say a majority of our leadership and our mm -hmm. staff are locals in those countries. Yeah. And that's helpful. We've it learned is. a lot along the way about um, cultural differences. <laughs> For sure. And, uh, 15 countries. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when you throw Americans into the mix, we can Definitely. mess things up pretty <laughs> quick. So It happens. So, yeah, we've, we've uh, met a lot of great uh, believers around the globe that yeah. are part of the work. And um, we want to partner with local churches as mm -hmm. well. So even places like Ukraine that are struggling with a war and the government has so much focus on how they're going to maintain um, independence and fight this war. 
the church there in Ukraine is really who stepped up to serve mm. the people. So yeah. there's relief needs, um, huh. evacuation needs. The local church has been a big part of that, and our team, our team has done a ton. Really, in that space. been involved. Yeah, you know, with yeah. the war, helping people evacuate out of unsafe areas, taking wow. supplies, food, medications, back in, hmm. uh, especially in the early months of the war, just put on thousands and thousands of miles back and forth across the country. So wow. it was, it was crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And to help in that way at, yeah. at a great time. Yeah. It came in. And God's been faithful. Uh, we have not lost any employees or kids, mm. uh, in the war. Yeah. Um, that's great. We know of some graduates that were in the military that were killed mm. in action, but, uh, Fortunately, our, our team has stayed safe mm. and it's even led yeah. to expansion. We had several that were um, in Poland uh, that had uh, fled, get out of the country. And so now we actually have a pretty substantial orphan care ministry footprint mm -hmm. in Poland because of what's, what happened. what's happened with, yeah. you know, the refugees leaving. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's how something bad was turned into something yeah, good. Trying to or, trying to redeem it. Right. Yeah. To yeah. be able to reach other people now in Poland. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. great. Um, I think I was thinking about this topic. The thing that stood out to me was I had my father in law on Saturday come install a light at yeah. my house. Yeah. Because that's, you know, electrical. It's hard. Didn't want to shock myself. He did that. He came right away didn't have he didn't hesitate at all i was thinking on this idea that we all need a support group oh big time we need yeah. a support system when things go wrong you know there's lots of people that are international students orphans widows people that don't have a support system and for myself i don't know how i would function without that yeah and how it is like a very crucial thing yeah it is critical yeah and that's something that we're expanding here in the u.s as well um we've worked with thousands of adoptive families so i talked about early on lifesong's primary uh, focus was providing funding for christian families who are in the process of adopting mm -hmm. we expanded that through church partnerships mm -hmm. we offer what's called a, an adoption fund where a church can set up a fund with mm -hmm. lifesong and and their members can mm -hmm. can apply for adoption funding. So we do all that administrative side of things. Yeah. Um, but what we realized several years in was a lot of these families are bringing kids home, and these kids are coming out of hard, broken situations. Yeah. And so there's often a lot of um, a lot of struggle mm -hmm. afterwards. And so we're doing more with post-adoptive care, mm -hmm. counseling, other resources to families who who need it. Hmm. And uh, more recently, we started a, a program called My Life, My Gift. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was born out of um, trying to come alongside people who are in um, difficult situations here in the U.S., unexpected pregnancies. And so we have a website, mm -hmm. My Life, My Gift, hmm. um, where people can go and uh, find resources mm -hmm. to help just understand the options that are out there. Right. You know, because a lot of times if, if a woman finds herself mm -hmm. in an unexpected pregnancy, she really only sees one option right. out. And yeah. um, often adoption is not considered um, because it's just either not a, a, a known mm. option or just no no path to it. And so yep. we're trying to come alongside and uh, love love these women, love these families that are in situations that mm -hmm. feel desperate. and. Um, 
yeah, try to provide some additional hope and, and support. Yeah, bringing that support for people that don't have that support right. system yeah. and providing options, yeah. telling here's your ways you can go and then financially being able to help there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So it seems like there's multiple facets to LifeSong. Yeah. Yeah, but lots of different areas. So we talked about funding, post-adoptive care. So as people later on, getting people in good families, making sure that they're getting along. Healthy, supported. Healthy, supported. Yeah. yeah. And then My Life, My Gift, we talked about that. Yeah. And then how we talked about in orphanages around the world. Are there any other ways that LifeSong? Yeah, kind of looping back to the whole Gobina uh, piece of it. Um, because of Gary's background in business, he really has a heart for continuing to expand business. And we really have two different kind of paths that mm -hmm. we do that. One we would refer to as sustainable business, and mm -hmm. that would be businesses being created in country. So mm -hmm. like in Ukraine, when we started, we were in the orphanages. We developed some camps that kids would come to. We mm -hmm. had transition homes. So as kids aged out, they could land well and, mm -hmm. and be mentored in transition homes. Uh, but we also developed some farms over there. Mm -hmm. We had a partner out of uh, California Plant Sciences who hmm. is a leader in um, berries, mm -hmm. different berry varieties around the world. Yeah. And so they helped us start a strawberry farm over mm. in Ukraine, and that's expanded into blueberries, raspberries. <laughs> we actually have two large farms. Wow. And uh, the, the goal in that is really threefold. Um, we want to create jobs mm. for for young men and women that are growing up and aging out. We want to teach them skills, disciple them through these mm. through these jobs. And then hopefully we're generating some profits that can go back into the ministry. Mm -hmm. Like anybody knows in business, that takes time. But mm -hmm. over the last several years, the farms have really grown and expanded and mm -hmm. we've been able to accomplish all three of those goals. We have literally hundreds of our graduates working on these farms. Wow. Some of them are leading them as agronomists or as quality assurance yep. or marketing or accounting, you know, folks on the team. And then, um, we have been able to generate quite a, quite a bit of profit over the years to put back into the ministry. Hmm. So, so those farms, so it's cool to see there's probably discipling going on there too. It's yeah, like you're working together. Big part of it's it, like, yeah. Hey, we're here, we're doing this together. I'm teaching you how to work some of those common things that we can look over yeah. that maybe we were taught about work. Uh, and just in general, helping people grow. Yeah. But it's also funding the ministry of LifeSong. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That's the goal. So uh, we sell a lot of the product there locally. Mm -hmm. More recently, we've been exporting to Spain. And hmm. so I think what I saw the other day is this past year, we were able to um, put about 300000 of profit back into the, yeah. the ministry over there. So, hmm. so that was a, a real win. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And so you go on the website, Live Song, it says 100% for orphans. Yeah. 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 How does that work? Yeah, Is that so something? That, yeah. That goes back to the other aspect of business that we've had over the years. Um, when Gary sold, uh, he started a food company there in Gridley, uh, Watershed Foods. Mm. And Watershed has been a key contributor to the foundation over the years. And when Live Song shifted from a foundation into a 501c3 ministry, yeah. uh, we shifted the model. We used the foundation resources to cover overhead yeah. and then all the giving um, 
from fam- you know to adoptive families to orphan care ministry, we say 100% of that goes directly to the ministry. Mm. So all the overhead is covered by the foundation or other other business um, yeah. entities and giving partners. Yeah. And so the goal, and this is where Gobina comes in, uh, Gobina Coffee started years ago by a, a couple that had adopted in Ethiopia, uh, mm. a, a man there, uh, his name was Gobina, found a mm-hmm. little girl abandoned in a field. She had just been born and uh, he took her in and cared for her. Mm. That girl was then adopted and now lives here in the U.S. Mm. And the couple that started it uh, wanted to give back. And so they started this small coffee company. It was really just distribution at the time. People could purchase right. the coffee. Uh, they used a third-party roaster. Huh. And then as that started to grow, we brought it in-house and uh, started Gobin over there in Gridley. So we got two roasters roasting uh, fresh coffee sourced all over the world. Yeah. And um, all the proceeds go to support you know, either adoptive families if they're using it as a fundraiser or mm-hmm. any extra goes to help with that 100% pledge mm. covering overhead. So yeah. Uh, Wow. Ministry can grow. So there's actually a person named Gobina. Yes. That, yeah. That's a name. That's where it came from. No yeah. way. He was a farmer, just a small farmer there in Ethiopia, found a, a little girl that had been abandoned at birth and okay. saved her life. And now she's been adopted here into the U.S. And yeah, he's got a coffee company named after him <laughs> and he doesn't even know it. Does he not know it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we got to find Gobina. Yeah. yeah. Mission. I'm, I'm heading back over there in March. So maybe we'll look him up and yeah. show him. Mission find Gobina, give him the coffee. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't like coffee. I don't know. Ethiopians <laughs> love coffee. It's, really? It, yeah. It makes a sense. Big yeah. part of their it's culture. It's known for coffee. Yeah. 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 So when we go over, they'll do these coffee ceremonies where they'll like roast the green you uh-huh. know, fresh beans over an open flame. And no way. Then they'll crush them up and they'll uh, brew their coffee right there. And yeah. It's like a can be a couple hour uh, process so it's like a tradition you better not be in a hurry if you're yeah. Ethiopia. you want a cup of coffee yeah it's not a cure it's not a yeah <laughs> no, no starbucks yeah to wait a couple hours and, yeah yeah it's but really it's pretty cool. sweet you go to these places and get to experience their culture and yeah their uh rhythm of life and yeah reminds us how fast-paced we can be sometimes mm, our culture compared to other cultures yeah, yeah. yeah often yeah that's definitely something that you I see, I've seen it myself, just yeah. this busyness, trying to get things done and forgetting why I'm here or what I'm doing. So yeah, it's, yep. it's, you can learn a lot from that. Yeah. It's really cool. <coughs> so we talked about how LifeSong started, talked about how the business entities pay for LifeSong, talked about a little bit of the mission. Is there a mission statement for yeah. LifeSong? Yep. Yeah, it was it was very simple right out of the gate, but something I really love, and it's just to bring joy and purpose to orphans. Mm. We all want uh, joy in our life. We all want to have purpose. And when you see what some of these kids are growing up in, um, it feels pretty dire and yeah. hopeless. And so I, that's that's one of my favorite parts of when I travel to go and see yeah. um, these kids being kids, and you know some of them lose their childhood or at a young age through abuse and other other things that they experience in Mm. life and so to see that joy and that purpose come out is is really special yeah and that's something that we can give to other people give other people encouragement and just how at times life can seem purposeless yeah there's times that it seems pretty dark yeah 
and that's yeah. a, a great gift to give to people. And, and we always challenge ourselves too. We feel like we are very limited in being able to give that without Christ, right? Mm. Without our faith and yeah. without the love of Jesus. And so that's a big part of what we do. We, we want to partner with local churches. We want those kids to understand the, whose image they're made in mm. and uh, why they can have purpose even when they've gone through such such difficult times and hard times. Yeah, supporting so. those, like you mentioned, safety, growing up in a, a good home, that physical part, but that also spiritual part yeah. that we all need. We have a longing to be satisfied, to be secured, to feel like we have a purpose. Yeah. And in my worldview, I, that I wouldn't have a purpose without God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> without him breathing life into me, saying to live for him, to live for other people, yeah. that he is the one that's given us a purpose. So yeah. that's good news to, to know that Jesus... He died for us and Amen. rose again. Yeah. And <laughs> so. it's so cool to see uh, in action, you know, we were in um, Warsaw, Poland, mm -hmm. and then visited a pretty large orphanage last fall. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a group of about five different orphanages that had come up from Odessa, Ukraine, yeah. out of the war. And I mean, hundreds of kids at this place and really pretty hopeless. Our team was there. They were working with the kids, having a lot of fun, mm -hmm. activities, singing. And we met a group of young men and women. Some of them were probably 9, 10 years old, others early teens, mm -hmm. uh, probably about 20 of them. And they were all kids that were uh, believers following Jesus. Mm -hmm. And some of them really ridiculed there in that environment for their faith. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know holding true to yeah. what, they, what they believe. And yeah, so that's something I that think several of them were recently baptized over there. And wow. So when you see that and you see, you know, what they have to go through to, to come to that point, it's, yeah. it's really a joy and a celebration for us. Right. Yeah. Being able to come to faith in that heart of circumstance, yeah. just when life looks really dim, yeah. things look bad. That's, it's easy to say that you believe God when things are good, but oh, yeah. when things are tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question I'm curious about with your job, you know, you're, well, I, and I, we never mentioned this. What is your role at LifeSong? Yeah, I'm our vice president of operations. So get to work with our finance and accounting team with mm -hmm. um, the IT support. I work a lot with our uh, leaders globally. Mm -hmm. And so um, try to be supportive to them. Uh, yeah, it's just been a joy to to be able to touch different aspects of the ministry. Hmm. Yeah. Goal so, is to serve them, right? What can we do to make their, their jobs easier and right. provide resources Equip. and support to them? Yeah, yep. definitely. And so with your job, you're traveling a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite memories of a place you went or something that comes to mind when you've encountered a different place, a different facet of life song that's really spoken to you? Yeah. I mean, every place is awesome to go to. They're all very unique. Mm -hmm. And like I said, to see some of these kids being kids in these environments is, is really sweet. Mm -hmm. I do remember the first time I went, I actually wasn't even on staff with life song. I went yeah. to Ukraine years ago with an early VBS team. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting there and seeing all these kids and, and there was almost a visible wall, right? They all had their protective walls up and, mm -hmm. you know, who are these Americans <laughs> here? And that wall would come down over the course of a day and we'd come back the next day and 
felt like it was right back up, <laughs> you know? And so by the end of the week, it, you know, you've really felt like you broke through mm-hmm. relationally. But I remember thinking at the time, like, what are we really doing here? Right. You know, we're going to come for a week, right. yeah. try to be an encouragement and then leave. Exactly. And I remember seeing the team, the Ukrainian team there, and just really being prayerful, like, God, make a ripple here, you know? I, we pray that this would go on mm-hmm. for, you know, for a long time, whether we're here or not. And sure enough, you know, 20 years later, a lot of those kids are now in the in the battle, a yeah. literal war. For uh, sure. Going in, helping people. Um, and so, yeah, that was an answered prayer. And I just yeah. I always think back to those days looking up on the hill and, and seeing <laughs> these young men and women that had gone through way more than I've ever experienced in life. And, right. yeah. and God has blessed that. So that's, yeah. a, that's a good memory. Yeah, that is cool. Thinking that physical, physical place. And then thinking how it's impacted and rippled out yeah. now and who knows where it'll ripple out in the yeah, future. Beyond what we'll ask or imagine. Right. More than we'll ever know. Um, uh, what about it's like places? Is there a place that scenery-wise you really enjoyed going to? Yeah. I mean, Africa is pretty amazing, uh-huh. right? We've, we've been to Zambia before. Um, just the the sky, the sun, the sunsets are uh, mm-hmm. just beautiful and <laughs> you get to see some pretty incredible places. Uh, Victoria Falls we've, mm. we've been to on, on yeah. a little excursion and yeah, yeah, that's cool. But again, each, each place, like a lot of people would say central Illinois is pretty bland, right? But right. I love the fields in the summer and the harvest in the fall. And yeah. So some days can be rough. Uh, this morning we had a, a pretty nice sunrise. Yeah, it, yeah. it was not bad. After a long it, week of it, fog and yeah. cold. Yeah. So. The sun will come again. It's been a really rough time, I feel like, with the weather yeah. here. So I'm really thankful for that this morning. Yeah. Uh, looking at your life personally with Song, how has that impacted you? Yeah, it's... It's been tremendous. Um, like I said early on, when I was in the the medical field treating, you know, had a heart for kids, loved working with families, and so I had read a book probably back in '09. Um, it was called "The Hole in Our Gospel," and mm-hmm. it it really challenged my paradigm on poverty and and need around the world. And that's, I think, what started to kind of turn my eyes towards what was happening at Lifesong. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I were in, in an adoption process at the time. Mm-hmm. We adopted that next year in 2010 mm-hmm. and then actually felt called to do it again uh, and went back to China. Both of our kids are from China mm-hmm. in 2013. And uh, between adoption and um, just the experiences that I've had at Lifesong, uh, meeting incredible people, whether it's mm-hmm. here in the U.S., our partners, our church partners, um, or those around the globe, different uh, nationalities and cultures. It's just really opened my eyes to hmm. to God's family mm-hmm. and uh, what he's doing around the world. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's I'm forever grateful for the opportunity. Hmm. I'm humbled to be a part of it and just so thankful for people like the Newsbomb team that mm-hmm. have come alongside and made it possible as well yeah. through generosity and, and support. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it becomes pretty personal when it's ha- like for your home. You, you know, you adopted yeah. two children, so yeah. And a lot of people in church have gone through adoption mm-hmm. and um, and have fostered and um, yeah, it's it's definitely a part of our our family culture and yeah, 
would love to get my kids international with me. Several have gone yeah. at times and yeah. been exposed, and it's been it's been good for them as well. Yeah, I was talking. Uh, to them, and they said that we'll go on a trip. It's like there's a rotation for who's going on a yeah. trip with you next. <laughs> yeah, haven't done it enough actually, but uh, hopefully we can yeah. continue to when it works continue out. to expose them. So it can be a difficult thing at times, yeah. but it seems like you can bring them along on the right occasion, yeah. and yeah. that's a pretty fun thing to do. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Help yeah. them realize their world is a lot bigger than what they experience right here in right. Bloomington Normal. That's so. a great thing to offer, you know, yeah. to be able to see that perspective. And yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, looking at, <clears throat> I think we covered the, the meat of the subject today. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about um, you and LifeSong working together and your story that you feel like we didn't touch on? Yeah, I think I think we've covered most of it. Um, yeah, at this point, we're just praying that we can continue to to grow our reach mm-hmm. in the countries that we're in. We want to keep going deep with the kids that we're working with. We've added some really special staff to help us in that four part pledge. Yeah, you know, execution. You can say a lot of things on paper, but sure. to actually, actually do, do it. them with yeah. individuals that are in yeah. complex situations is a a different story. So yeah, we're trying to trying to execute well and be true to our <laughs> commitments. And that's something I thought of too, as LifeSong as a company, it's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And how do you run a nonprofit, but you're still wanting, you're, you're like a company, you're a business. Yeah. Do you ever feel that tension there? Yeah. It's like we're, yeah, we're there business, definitely, but. Definitely is because uh, you need money and resources to run any company, right? right? And thankfully God's been very, gracious in that a lot of generosity um but you also want to do it with excellence right sure yeah one of our uh core values is steward faithfully and so when people are giving money giving time Mm. we want to make sure that we're doing that well Mm -hmm. um love god's people serve humbly steward faithfully is, is our three core values and when people are entrusting those resources then we want to make sure we're doing it well as well. Yeah. So, and because of the background in business, I think mm-hmm. um, my experience with LifeSong has been uh, there's a lot of people there that that are um, conscious of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Spending money well, mm. working towards good outcomes, and yet on the other side of it, we know that we're only planting and watering. That mm-hmm. God's going to be given the increase, so mm-hmm. we got to be careful not to uh, try and take <laughs> yeah. take any of the credit because sure. uh, we're not the ones making it happen. It's we're just the stewards. So true. So. Yeah, and I love that that quote: "Steward faithfully." That core value: yeah. steward faithfully. That's something that we've been talking about here is we are stewards. We, we call each person at Newsmom an employee owner yeah. because being an ESOP, but the idea behind that is stewardship, yep. Yep. using the things I have been given well. And um, I like that. That's cool. That's, that's a core yeah. value. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's important to us. Ending with a call to action as we wrap, wrap up the subject. Yeah. Uh, how does this impact me? And I'm seeing the heart behind it. And I've seen some ways that I can help out, go in a coffee or uh, LifeSong directly. What does it look like for me to participate in this? Yeah. One thing we say is the way we approach ministry is to mobilize the church. We know that some are called to give, Mm -hmm. some are called to go. 
Some are called the prey. Mm -hmm. And so uh, many of us can do those things, right? Not all of us will go to Africa or Mm -hmm. Ukraine or international, but not all of us will adopt. Some may be called to do that. Mm -hmm. Some may be called to step in the gap in foster care. Um, But we can all be praying um, and become more aware of those needs out there and Mm -hmm. advocating. Uh, There might be, you know, somebody in our own neighborhood that that has a need, right? We were talking about needing support and community and, um, you know, sometimes situations like this happen because families break down and, and they just didn't have anybody Mm. around them. So becoming more aware of those around us and, and what their needs might be um, is big. It's easy to look at the, you know, the the problems out there in the world. It's like, you know, it's, it's around, it's like, yeah, then it's right here too. Right. Understanding that when, I look at the person next to me, they need encouragement and a support system, just like every single person in the world needs that. Right, right. Um, and there might be an adoptive foster family yeah. in your neighborhood, in yep. your church. Uh, it's it's uh, worth just asking, how are you doing? Yeah. Anything I can help with? Yeah. So uh, call to action, use a prayer, prayer giving, giving, and going. Going. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Any other ways I can help out? Yeah, well, you mentioned Govina Coffee, and uh, the the way we're set up there is anything that's purchased, like uh-huh. we said before, goes to contribute to orphans, and companies can use Govina as a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, so adoptive families will use it to raise support for their adoption, mm-hmm. and that's just another simple, practical way to, yeah. to get involved. Yeah, and so. it's good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is good coffee. We brew it here, different flavors, different nodes. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Now on to the fun part of the episode, a little bit of lightheartedness. We have hot takes. All right. You ready to get these hot takes on? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to give you some statements here. At the end of every episode, we like to go through hot takes, something that's a little controversial. Okay. And you'll either agree or disagree with it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to go through these lists and you'll let me know what you think about it. So the first one we got up, cereal is a soup. What do you think, Corey? Boy, I would have to say no. <laughs> I'd have to say no. Yeah, he's, you seem pretty staunch on that. Yeah, I love cereal. I loved it more when I was a kid, and now yeah. I love soup now. But <laughs> I think if I was offered soup, I'd go with clam, yeah. clam chowder, not, right. not Cap'n Crunch. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, technically, if you look at the, the wording, it's like the milk could be a broth. Right. And the cereal could be... The, yeah, yeah, you, you know, could you could stretch it. A vegetable cereal. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I'll give you that. Pluto is a planet. Uh, I think, can uh, historically it would have been <laughs> yes, but I think science now says Pluto's a, a moon. Yeah, is that I, right? I think they do say that. Honestly, yeah. I didn't look it up before this, so yeah. um, I think this one might be a fact that this is incorrect. But it's a hot take. Yeah. I I still don't know. Is Pluto a planet? You know, let us know in the comments below if Pluto's a planet. But, all right, this one's a hot take. Tea is better than coffee. Yeah, it's probably depends on where you grew up. I'm going with coffee. Mm. Yeah, I'm a a coffee lover. I'll have tea every once in a while, and I enjoy it, but it just doesn't quite have that bite that a good cup of coffee does. Yeah, it definitely very different, and... 
you ask around the world, tea is a very popular drink. Sure. It's something you can have in the morning, evening, night, drink it all day, lots of different flavors. So I'm a tea advocate. Are you? I, I am a tea advocate, but I like a good cup of chai. Yeah. Um, Coffee is good too, but yeah, that's it's great. That's why it's a hot take. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're team coffee. I'm going coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'd go coffee probably four out of five at least. Okay. Maybe nine out of 10. Nine out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had an argument yesterday about um, Google Docs, Microsoft Word, and the marketing department. So this one is Google Docs is better than Microsoft Word. Oh, man. I struggle with these. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. No preference? I, I, uh, I tend, well, I'm a more of a spreadsheet guy, uh, and I'd much rather be on Excel than, yeah. um, than the Google products. So yep. I know it's easier to share, mm. um, and so for... Shareability, I would go with the Google, but functionality. I'd rather be on the the Microsoft products than yeah using Google. There's a good argument to be made for that. That's yeah. and that's the thing we came up against. It's like, well, you're missing out on some of these functions. So. Right, right. Yeah, Team Microsoft Word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about Zoom versus Teams? Zoom versus Has that Teams. Been discussed at all? Uh, we're we're a Teams here. Yeah. At New Spawn. Yeah, a lot of groups are. I like Zoom better. Zoom. I probably just got used to it over COVID. So. Yeah, Zoom's a, the COVID one, but yeah. it's stuck around. It's yeah. still a good platform. Yep. Toaster strudels are better than Pop-Tarts. Boy, it's been a while since I've had either, but I'd have to go with that. I, <laughs> I did like a good toaster strudel. You enjoy a good toaster strudel. Oh, it's yeah. A little more flaky. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more to it. Yeah. I'd probably say fruity toaster strudel or a more of that cinnamon, cinnamon brown sugar yeah. pop tart. Ooh. You know? Brown cinnamon sugar. Yeah. That's good. Those are good. All right. Running is better than walking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I love running. Probably too busy. Mm-hmm. Need to get, get where I'm going. So. Yeah. Yeah. You get there faster. We just had a, a walking uh, competition that just started at Nussbaum. So. Okay in the month of February, whoever gets the most amount of steps. So you'll see a lot of people yeah. probably walking around outside today. I was wondering if Rick was working today because I just keep seeing him <laughs> walk by. So maybe that's why. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe he's just walking all day to yeah. get those steps. But yeah. yeah. Uh, black coffee is the best. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, you, you like know, it black. Every once in a while, I'll go with a latte mm-hmm. or something. But but yeah, again, probably four out of five, nine out of ten would be a, yeah. just a straight black straight coffee. Straight coffee. I like to taste the coffee. Oh, yeah. I like to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get that body. Last one. God doesn't care about orphans. Uh, no doubt that's wrong. Wrong. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Is this one yeah, even a hot take? It's not even a hot take for us. <laughs> God's heart is definitely for the orphan. And I feel like I've learned so much more about God through this journey and, mm-hmm. and his heart for the fatherless. And mm. and even how uh, the gospel parallels adoption. Mm. I mean, adoption has taught me so much more about just yeah. the gospel and God coming to bring out me, mm. hopeless, no no resources, no way to, to save myself. And, right. And chose me, brought me into his family. Yeah. And that's what adoption is. Mm, it's a great so thing. The thing it's about powerful. Powerful. What is that verse um, about God caring for the fatherless? Yeah, James one twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Pure religion is caring for orphans and widows. Mm. Um, yeah, several verses in the scripture about God's heart for the fatherless. Mm. So yeah, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians one five. He chose to adopt us. Mm. It was his great pleasure. Hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Nothing we could do. 
Ephesians 1 5. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Ephesians hmm. chapter 1. I think verse five is where it refers to uh, yes. his choosing of us, but hmm. that whole chapter is powerful. Huh. Caring for us, giving us identity. Yeah. That's great. So something to look up when you get some time here, look up that, yeah. that verse, James one twenty seven. Yeah. That's great. So thanks again. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being, sharing all about Lifesong. Yeah. It's I, our pleasure. I feel like I learned a lot, a little bit about you too. So yeah. Yeah, how you went from physical therapy to working at Lifesong. Yeah, we're all journey. on a journey. Thankful for yeah. God bringing us along and thankful for Newsbaum and mm-hmm. everybody here and their partnership yeah. with what we're doing. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about this because benevolence is one of our core values, mm-hmm. and that's something we're a for-profit company, but that is one of our core values is benevolence. And so this is important to us. And yeah. So yeah. I think it makes life richer, right? Yeah. When, when you're focused on others, yeah. you're serving, you're giving. And so certainly in our office, we're not too far away. So yeah, come across the field and come over, come visit sometime. Yeah. We'll send a truck over a fresh cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You know where to find it. It's Gridley. So. Yeah. Yeah. West side of Gridley. There's that. Cool. Well, thanks again, Corey. Thank yeah. you for tuning in for listeners on today's episode. And until next time, stay purpose driven and own it every moment. Hi, this is Lisa from Recruiting at Newsbomb, and I'd love to answer any questions you have about driving with us. Give us a call at 309-268-1199 or visit newsbombjobs.com. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of Newsbomb Transportation. If you're enjoying our content, please leave us a review reviews help us spread the word about these important topics and invite more people into conversation. You can rate and review us on your podcast app or visit us online at terminalexchange.org. New episodes arrive every other Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Newsbomb on your favorite social media platforms and be the first to know when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening. Until next time, own every moment and stay purpose-driven.